Israel's ambassador to the United Nations slams George Soros. Meanwhile, we have the latest on the efforts of the Israeli Defense Force to root out terrorists. This is Constable Confidential. I'm Simon Constable. Ben Weinthal, running for Fox News and the Jerusalem Post and other distinguished publications, joins us from Jerusalem. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me on the show again. Let's first deal with some news out of Paris that a German man was murdered by an extremist and two other people were injured this Sunday. That sounds like awful news. And we've, we've got quotes from President Macron basically saying this is not good and this shouldn't be allowed to happen. And we will have the full force of the law going up against this criminal, alleged criminal, I should say. Right. Um, well, the, the reports that I've read um, state that the, the the man is of Iranian origin. Um, he's French-born, um, and he's a uh, committed Islamist. Um, I, and and, I, let's, I and that's actually, actually, let's the, just for for people not familiar, let's d- distinguish Islamist from Islam because it is an important difference, and it's a night and day difference, right? Correct. There, that 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 is a very important distinction. That's the distinction that that I adhere to, namely that um, Islam is is an ancient religion and part of the you know the troika of, of monotheistic relate religions: Judaism, Islam, Christianity. Um, but Islamism uh, is a is a um, a radical ideology that seeks uh, to uh, wage terrorism and destruction. So one does have to make uh, that distinction. Yes, and this this gentleman, I'm, I'm reading this from the Times of Israel, uh, saying that the man was 25 years old, who was a French citizen, had already spent, only 25 years old, had already spent four years in prison for a violent offense. We can assume that was something like grievous bodily harm or something like that. We don't, I don't know from the report here. But this is obviously someone with a history of that, and apparently he cried, "Allahu Akbar!" Uh, God is great. Uh, somebody's reporting in in this story. This must be worrying that this this is spouting up not just in Gaza, the 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 anti-Israel, the anti-Jewish situation, but also other stuff. Right. Well, it's not the, this type of uh, radical Islamism. In this case, it's violent and it's horrible. And it resulted in the, uh, you said, the death of, of a German national. Um, and um, what we've seen on the streets of other, you know, major European cities, whether in uh, Berlin or uh, London, as well as in New York, have been sort of mini movements of uh, pro-Hamas supporters. Um, so it's it's all very shocking. And what I did find interesting is that I saw an Iran International publication I write for, a diaspora publication that's um, been very uh, um, critical of the regime. In fact, the, the Islamic Republic sanctioned this news organization as a terrorist organization because they're running scared of its reports. Uh, the sh- the prince of Iran in exile. Um, that's Reza, Reza Pahlavi. Reza Pahlavi, yes. Right, and I believe uh, you recently interviewed him on your show. Yes, yes, I did. Um, he's, he's a very, very intelligent man. Yeah, and I, I noticed that he immediately condemned the uh, 
terrorism attack in Paris, and he said that uh, I, I thought his comments were quite insightful. That the victory, he, he said, I'm quoting, victory over Islamist terrorism requires support for the Iranian people, and the overthrow overthrow of the regime of the Islamic Republic ruling Iran, which for more than four decades has produced the political and ideological substance of Islamism and offers many terrorist groups around the world the material and financial means to commit their crimes. So he neatly neatly captured what 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 sort of was whirling around in my head, but he said it in a much more uh, eloquent way. And just to remind people, uh, uh, Hamas is funded partly by Tehran, and so is Hezbollah, and so are many other terrorist groups that operate largely in the Middle East and occasionally elsewhere. Now, we now know that the the ceasefire or the pause in fighting is well and truly over. Israel has ordered more evacuations, and Israeli forces have found 800 shafts, underground shafts, this subterranean network, and they have destroyed 500 of those. So this is all going together. Can you talk us through this and what's what's been going on here? Because this is a, a big deal. It looks like Prime Minister Netanyahu is absolutely dead set on destroying Hamas at whatever cost it takes. Right. Well, these 800 shafts um, are part of what 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 is known in the Israeli defense and intelligence community as the Gaza Metro. That's been the name that's uh, been applied within Israel to this um, <clears throat> this enormously complex uh, subterranean tunnel system in in Gaza, underneath, of course, the earth, and it's it's really a, a mini city in many ways. And we, as we can see, with the the eight hundred shafts that have been found that connect to various uh, strategic military assets of Hamas, according to Israel's. Um, defense forces um and it's a problem because um israel's military probably doesn't know how many more of these shafts exist i mean they're they're methodically uh moving their way through gaza um there's been some talk as i understand it of um of pumping seawater into these tunnels not not filling them because there are still hostages in the tunnel but the seawater would reach i guess the level of below your knee or your shin area and that would knock out a lot of the hamas's electricity and equipment and and you know hope from the israeli security perspective um disrupt all the electronics underneath in this subterranean uh, city oh we do know seawater is very corrosive so it would go through an awful uh, awful lot of stuff there, and they're, they're, you say they're methodically going through these tunnels, and, and I guess going from the, the north of Gaza down to the south. Now, Israel orders more evacuations from Gaza. A lot were originally told to evacuate from northern Gaza to the south. Now, those even in the south are being told to leave, and there's a fair amount of criticism coming in for that. Can you give us the detail on what's going on here? Well, Israel is is um, continuing the offensive to um, meet its its war planning goal, namely to uh, uh, obliterate Gaza and ensure that it no longer uh, rules the, the Gaza Strip. And they're what they've done is they've set up blocks within the the Gaza Strip and are urging citizens who have been pushed into. Uh, the south 
to move into these different blocks away from where they're trying to root out uh, Hamas terrorists. Um, so it's enormously complex. What I do find interesting is I did, I have been following a number of um, urban warfare experts on uh, social media, and I've been reading their articles in different publications. And um, a number of them have said, including Colonel Richard Kemp, who's very well known in uh, Britain as the former uh, commander of British forces in Afghanistan, said this is Israel's going to great lengths, and many of these experts have never seen a military go to such lengths to ensure that civilians are not uh, injured or killed through this early warnings, urging them to move into areas that are away from combat and giving them sufficient time. Um, so this will, I'm sure, be the, the material of thousands of dissertations and uh, studies at different war colleges and at West Point and uh, Virginia Military Institute. There's no shortage of these types of uh, institutes. and um, But it, it is a point that I think has sort of... Um, um, been relegated to an inferior status in the in the uh, reporting about how Israel is conducting its warfare. Now let's let's move on from that to a fantastic story that you have just published with Fox News, and I'm going to read its headline: Israel's United Nations ambassador slams Soros, that's George Soros, the billionaire, for donations to pro-Hamas groups seeking the destruction of the. Jewish state. Now, I should declare that George Soros is no friend to the UK, having broken the pound at one minute and made um, many, many hundreds of millions of dollars off that. What is he involved in this time, allegedly? George Soros is is, um, a left-wing activist, um, multi-billionaire. His estimated fortune is uh, $25 And he's pumped, according to numerous studies uh, um, and investigations, over $15 million into a network of NGOs that... uh, That's non-governmental organizations, just to make that clear, right? uh, Correct. That allegedly uh, support Hamas. This is mainly... The report I did covered a number of these uh, non-governmental organizations that operate in the United States and have been spearheading the campaign against Israel to delegitimize Israel. And at the same time, according to um, a number of folks I've interviewed for the report, one one woman wrote a book called The Soros uh, Agenda, um, Rachel Ehrenfeld. Um, this type of activity from the Soros, uh, from George Soros and his foundation, um, the Open um, Society, helps to sort of whitewash the crimes of Hamas and mainstream it in a very way. It would be as if Soros was funding um, uh, al-Qaeda organizations or organizations that support al-Qaeda or try to mainstream al-Qaeda. In this case, uh, Hamas, I don't think the comparison with al-Qaeda is correct. I think the comparison, and we discussed this on your show, I think, is better with the Einsatzgruppen group of the uh, Hitler movement that went into uh, Europe, mainly Eastern Europe, and, and were assigned to wipe to massacre Jews. Um, yeah, so, so we've, that's we've seen lots of we've seen lots of pictures of that that were recorded, and it was just a a, a, a hellish thing for, for everybody, really, and absolutely sinful to the to the nth degree. There, so 
one of the things that I found interesting in your story was that quite a lot of the Jewish names, sorry, the names of the Jewish non-government organizations are misleading. For instance, you write, the Jewish Voice for Peace is actually a radical anti-Israel and anti-Zionist activist group that advocates for the boycott of Israel and the eradication of Zionism. Um, this this isn't meant to be flippant, but it, it sounds like a, a, a government name that where they where they put a, a new bill in Congress and say this is you know this is the Affordable Care Act and and healthcare suddenly is never uh, never affordable again. This is uh, this really is quite shocking to me. These organizations, as I said, are are very misleading in terms of. Uh, how they use their Jewish identities. Again, we're talking about two rather obscure organizations that are filled with a, a, ver a, a very small number of Jews, but they have a disproportionate um, voice right now um, in this campaign against Israel. And they also have um, a lot of money from hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars um, from the Soros Foundation or groups affiliated with the Soros Foundation that receive money. That, that's partly and, the Open Society uh, organization, right? The Open Society Foundation. Right. That That is yeah, it, part of all, what uh, Soros is funding, and that then channels money to these other groups that support organizations that want to destroy Israel, like Hamas. Have I got that right? Correct. And this may sound a bit... Um, bizarre for your listeners because there is a problem within the uh, Jewish community um, I'm talking about uh, not only in, in the United States but elsewhere where you have a small number of Jews who um, are considered to be anti-semitic um, and it's something comparable to um, there are there have been in the history of the gay movement gays who hate gays who are homophobic the best example was Roy Cohn that famous New York a uh, lawyer for the mob and uh, for Senator McCarthy, who was a closeted uh, gay man, but and he um, issued a very homophobic statements. And there are doctors who kill patients and women who loathe women who are misogynistic. And unfortunately, there's a, a an illness or, or within the Jewish community where you have Jews who um, oppose the Jew and they, their rhetoric amounts to anti-Semitism. And there's a famous comment. Um, from an, a satirist named Alexander Roda Roda, who lived between 1872 and 1945. And he said famously, anti-Semitism could really amount to something if the Jews would just take charge of it. So in this case, we have, again, a, you know, a handful of Jews who are using extremely anti-Semitic language, according to experts, to delegitimize Israel. But they're taken seriously because they're Jewish, and they say, and that's where Soros comes in and gives them money. And when and he, he he's he's Jewish, and yet he's funding the, these organizations, one way or another, the money is flowing from the Open Society Foundation to these other anti-Israel, anti-Jewish organizations. Can I just read before we we get on? The, 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 sure. Can I just read the quote that you got from the Open Society Foundation. Um, quote: Any of our grantees have different perspective and perspectives and routinely disagree with each other. But our funding strategy, which has evolved over 20 years, is targeted towards working towards a secure future where rights and freedoms are respected. 
There is strict U.S. anti-terrorist legislation that determines which organizations a foundation like the OSF, the Open Society Foundation, can fund. We devote a lot of effort to ensuring full compliance. That That is a, a bold set of statements. There's a lot in there. But let's go to one thing here. Um, where they're saying to working towards a secure future where rights and freedoms are respected. It seems to me on the face of it that Hamas was not defending rights and freedoms of the people who were kidnapped and the people who were murdered on October the 7th. Correct. And I mean, what I found very interesting about my um, efforts to secure comments from the um, from the Open Society Foundation's uh, spokesperson was um, the the representative um, for Soros would not answer my I think two three probably three or four attempts I think in the end to get an answer whether Soros whether the foundation thinks Hamas is a terrorist organization as you mentioned at the start of this call the EU and the United States have both classified Hamas as a foreign terrorist organization but. Um, the Soros, uh, the Open Society Foundations would not say if Hamas is a terrorist organization. And it's pretty clear that most people uh, think it is, and it is an armed group that is heavily armed. We we know that just in the same way that there are other organizations across the Middle East that are also armed. And uh, most most foundations that get money aren't armed. I, I know this from having lived in Britain and America. There are a lot of institutions that do work um, and are act activist in many ways, but they don't walk around with machine guns and rocket launchers. Uh, tell us more about this. Do you think this is going to change the government's view towards the Open Society Foundation in the US? Because that's, that's where he is based. And the U.S. government is, it seems to be increasingly taking notice of who is pro-Hamas and who isn't. I, I suspect, it, um, you know, the, the intense media coverage and there's growing media coverage of uh, Soros and his organization funding groups that are pro-Hamas probably won't influence a change in the behavior of the Biden administration. Uh, George Soros' son, Alexander Soros, has now uh, just this year taken over the open society foundations he's very young um and he doesn't he considers himself more political than his father um and many critics view him as just a mirror image of his father but um he's also um has close ties to the biden administration uh, alexander soros so for purposes of power politics given that money plays a very important role in the American political system, putting aside whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, you have uh, a family that's whose net worth is $25 billion and they're very uh, supportive of the Democratic Party and Democratic candidates. So I don't think there'll be any effort from this administration to crack down on George Soros's uh, funding or his son's funding now for these uh, different entities that support Hamas. This is a fascinating story, and I would recommend everybody to go to the uh, foxnews.com website and look at this story by Ben Weinthal. It is really, truly amazing. I'll, I'll give the, the 
The headline, again, Israel's United Nations ambassador slams Soros, that's George Soros, for donations to pro-Hamas groups seeking destruction Mm -hmm. of Jewish state. Obviously, that's a classic headline because a lot of the the, uh, articles have been left out there. But I would would suggest that uh, everyone take a look at that and draw your own conclusions on, on what you think. Is there peace within Israel at the moment? I know for a while there was a a, a lot of problems with rockets coming in. Is that now over, or are we experiencing more on the other end? Well, Hamas continues to fire rockets into uh, central Israel, to the Tel Aviv area. Um, in you know, <clears throat> since uh, you know October seventh, we're now almost uh, approaching two months into into the war. Um, and there was a terrorism in, uh, attack here a few days ago in which uh, three Israelis were killed by a, a Hamas operative in Jerusalem. And of course, Hamas ended this, this, this ceasefire by uh, the terrorism attack and firing rockets into Israel. Um, so the war, uh, you know, will continue. There are media reports out over the last few days. This, this you know, will we'll continue to... Um, move forward into 2014 you know it, it'll take as long as it takes to um eradicate all of hamas and its terrorism structure and a lot of that of course is dependent on what the united states does um if uh you know if the casualty numbers increase um we'll be talking about sure civilian casualties within gaza is what we're talking about here right correct will the biden administration then um, twist Israel's arm or strong arm Israel to uh, end the war, and that's what uh, you know. A lot of folks are are sort of uh, on the edge of their seats about trying to assess how far can Israel uh, continue to go. I mean, there are voices, of course, that say Israel should just ignore what the United States says because this is an existential war and, and it needs to be uh, carried out. We shall see what happens there. Thank you very much, Ben Weinthal, writing for Fox News Media and the Jerusalem Post and other distinguished publications. Thank you very much for being here. This is Constable Confidential. I'm Simon Constable, and that's it.